What is up, all my slimes? Jay Waves here. I know it's been a while, but when you're not getting paid to work this hard, it is very difficult to be prolific. That being said, I have finished editing my next episode of with Lem Butler, aka DJ Pez, so expect that to be dropping any day now. I have no idea if and when this little tirade is going to see the light of day, but it is currently Sunday and I am in full recovery mode after a proper party weekend. But DJ Pez, he's a great friend of mine, what can I say? Amazing DJ turned even more amazing coffee superstar. We talk about coffee and hip-hop and smoking weed in foreign lands and the time I almost joined the far side and what it's like to party when you're an international barista champion. So if you fuck with my kind of content, you definitely won't want to miss this one. So I wanted to hit y'all with a little personal mini episode because last night was a wonderful hot mess that turned into an awful wet mess and I can't not share it with you creeps. It involves drugs and alcohol and shoes and drag queens and hot dogs and washing machines and mistakes were made. So I live in Chapel Hill but I got a group of friends that live in Raleigh which is about a 30 minute drive away. My good friend Rita hit me up last week talking about our friend Daniel is going to be doing his drag thing as derelict at a venue called Ruby Deluxe. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna go, even though my crippling anxiety fills me with fear at the thought of driving to Raleigh by myself. But I know I'll have fun once I get there, and this group of people are the fucking sweetest, best crew. So it's Pride Weekend, y'all, and if you don't know what that means, then you can just fuck right off. I'm thinking it's gonna be lit, though. And I want to look fresh and maybe somewhat festive, but also slightly tough because I don't know how much walking I'm going to have to be doing by myself on the street in Raleigh. And Raleigh sidewalks can get a little hectic with haters, know what I mean? Plus, I ain't really been out to a club that pops like Ruby since the Pandeezy for Sheezy, so I'm like, this is the chance to dress proper, so let's do it. Like, I'm even debating breaking out the fire red Jordan 4s that I've had on ice since November, but the price keeps slowly going up, so they might still just end up as a flip or a trade but I do consider it. So I start running down outfits. I'm matching hats to shirts to shoes. I'm getting way involved. And my first look is this red and white and black Bart Simpson shirt thing tucked into my tight-ass black jeans. I'm flossing the Gucci belt, and I got on my retro Jordan 5s in the colorway known as Top 3. These shits, y'all, they're, are, they're immaculate, you know? My hair is kind of killing it, and I actually look really good, but I decide I look too good, and I can't commit to it because I'm a pussy. So I decide I need to switch it up, and while I'm doing so, it occurs to me that Ruby gets pretty crowded and wild, and there are a lot of drink options where the vibe is colorful and sticky. And I just know that the likelihood of one such drink hitting the floor by me is not unlikely. So I decide maybe a shoe downgrade is in order. I end up toning down my whole look overall. Now I got a fresh brim, a plain swamp green tee, the same black jeans, and my black on white sambas with the gray suede toe. Now these shoes are still super clean, but they're a type of shoe that can take a beating and still look good. And while I still don't want any strawberry mark slushies getting spilled on them, I feel like they are a safer bet. So I get ready to go and load up my fanny pack with all my shit, and I grab the one wad so I got tips for the queens. See, I set dollar bills aside like people put change in a jar. So anyone who has ever been to the strip club with me knows that I keep a stack of ones about the size of a literal brick. I also pop a 10 milligram Adderall because I'm going to need a little extra help in the focus department if I'm going to be driving home tonight. 
I meet Rita at a bar in Raleigh, and I happen to know the bartender, Tom, and since I feel like it's going to be that type of party, I order a double vodka on the rocks, which looks more like it fucked around and caught a triple-double, if you know what I mean. We kick it with some folks, and then it's time to bounce. Rita's like, do you want a shot? And I'm like, duh. So Tom pours up two shots of tequila the size of Yankee candles, and we knock them back. I ask Rita where we're going to park because I have major parking anxiety, especially in Raleigh, which is a hellscape of one-way streets and cutty parking decks. Rita assures me we got a parking deck across from the venue, and I'm like, co, 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 co. We head there, and after entering the foyer of the parking deck, we see that the gate is down. But Johnny G's got a little Honda Civic, and after we bend the rearview mirrors in, I slide between the arm and a column and park in such a way that I save myself a little room to get out. We hit Ruby, and I start off with one of those strawberry margarita slushies I was talking about. The drag show starts with an opening number by Derek Leet, who is also the night's host, and she looks amazing. I am legit wowed by the performances that night, my favorite routine being by one Baruka Salt, who really stole the show. I'm guzzling slushies and boozy Capri Suns and just thinking to myself how great Adderall is at cutting through the booze. We're laughing, screaming, throwing ones, having a blast. I would describe the drag show in more detail, but really, if it's something you have any interest in, then you should definitely just go check one out. During the intermission, I noticed some attempt at taping what should have been a tarp to the floor, but it looks more like those sheets of packing material that resemble solid mist. You know what I'm talking about? Those little weird flimsy sheets of padding shit that they just wrap stuff up with? It basically, it looks like that, and, you know, a few scattered pieces of tape here and there, but this lets me know that some wet and wild shit is probably coming. But at no point did I think this meant maybe I should avoid the front row. I mean, this isn't a guar show, even though the night does have a bit of a horror theme. The last performer of the night comes out, and I notice she has balloons full of something, but I still don't think it's any kind of threat to me and my clothes. It isn't until she starts popping the balloons and I feel something hit my face that I realize I'm in trouble. I look down and see a neon orange drop of paint nestled oh so tenderly in the gray suede of my samba. My samba. More paint continues to splatter with each balloon she pops, and I'm starting to count the drops of orange paint popping up on my favorite and only pair of black jeans. I give one a casual swipe, and it remains steadfast. I'm starting to panic because, Virgo, and I don't want to be that guy in a sea of party people who can't hang with his perfect clothes being ruined when I'm surrounded by all types of goths and self-described weirdos who multiple times a day are probably dealing with things much worse than a stain on their Uniqlo pants. So I play it cool, even though I am dying inside. Afterwards, I grab a cocktail napkin from the outside bar and start frantically trying to get some of the paint off, but it seems pretty baked in. I know that there is no way I'm going to be able to solve this problem until I get home, so I manage to let it go. I chain smoke cigarettes and talk to my homie Benny about dicks and shit, and then I'm like, okay, this is my window to leave if I'm going to make it back, and plus I have got to get these clothes in the washing machine and take a wet cloth to these shoes. So me and Rita dip back to the bar we started at, but first, I gotta escape from this parking deck. I go to drive past a different gate this time, and the spacing is not as ideal. Rita doesn't think we got it, but I'm like, nah, let's bend the mirrors in again. So we do, but I have to lift the arm a bit to get basically underneath it, and I end up kind of setting it on the roof of my car, and it just scrapes along until I'm past it. This also bothers me, but my paint job already has cancer and is peeling in places, and I just can't give that much of a fuck. So I get back to the crib and the first order of business is to attend to these jeans. I take them off and start dabbing at the 20 or so orange spots on my pants and they are resistant. We're definitely going to be doing laundry tonight. 
And I go to tend to my shoes and that paint that hit the suede is not going to be fully dealt with no matter how hard I scrub. Fortunately, everything comes off the leather no problem. The shoelaces got stains, but I figure those can just go in the laundry. I start grabbing up a pile of dark clothes because yes, bitch, I separate. And it's mostly my work clothes from my new job as a garage door tech. Shout out Sean Mosier and Open Door Policy. Open Door Policy? Shout out, Sean, you know what I'm talking about. My arms are basically full as I stagger to the washing machine. After smearing detergent on the paint marks on my pants, I stuff the whole pile into the washer and let it rip. There's some paint marks on my shirt as well, but I don't really notice because it's time to eat a hot dog. So I throw a cold dog and a cold bun and set that shit in the microwave without a plate and hit it for one minute. It burns my hands as I take it out, but I make it to the kitchen counter to drown it in ketchup and mustard. Everything is okay until I sit down. And in classic J-Waves fashion, what's left of the hot dog does a trapeze dismount out of the bun to land on my shirt and slide down into my lap before its final resting place on the floor. I'm now covered in bright yellow mustard and sweet, delicious ketchup. I immediately move to add these final pieces to the percolating stew of dirty clothes going on in the washer behind me. Now I'm completely naked except for my ballet socks as I lift the lid and toss in my condiment-stained garments. But as I do so, something catches my eye. A little colorful piece of paper seems to be floating on the surface. I grab it and stare at it, and I honestly don't remember what I thought in that moment, but I reach in the slurry of clothes and detergent, and I pull out my bottle of hand sanitizer with the meeting comic sticker on it. Shout out, Andrew Neal. But that hand sanitizer, that hand sanitizer, it lives in my fanny pack. The fanny pack with all my stuff in it. And in order for that hand sanitizer to be in the washing machine, that means my entire fanny pack has to be in the washing machine. I start panicking and digging around, and I pull my submerged fanny pack from the depths. And as I do so, I begin to fish out other items that once resided peacefully within it. A piece of foil filled with wet, mushy vitamins. A case for my fancy Japanese glasses, lined with some type of velvety fabric that has become engorged with soapy water. My money clip with my ID and all my cards and multiple $20 bills that I ceremoniously lay out on the dryer. My glasses case stored upside down on a bottle of Texas Pete to hopefully hold it open in some sort of ideal drying situation. I throw away other dead items like an old condom I forgot was in there and a disposable black face mask long past its shelf life before it ended up in the wash. But the grand finale was the remaining torso of a pack of American spirits. In all my years of leaving a thousand dirty tissues in my pocket and gum and loose change and cocaine and ticket stubs, I have never ever ran a pack of smokes through the laundry. This shit was gross as fuck. The top of the pack had disintegrated into the ether and all the filter tips had disappeared and what was left was this gutted stringy mass of wet tobacco and paper in a box that was mostly held together by the foggy wet cellophane it was encased in. That dry tobacco must have been thirsty because it was like it had been reconstituted back to its former self as there were what looked like pieces of wet hay all over my fingers. As I poked around more, I managed to scoop out a few filters that had floated to the surface. When it comes time to load the dryer, I'm still just naked in my socks. My fanny pack is hanging open on a chair and the glasses case is propped open by a box of orange Tic Tacs that Jake got me two years ago. There are flecks of cigarette shrapnel on my clothes, but I know that it will probably come off in the dryer. 
I pick a couple more cigarette butts out of the bottom of the washing machine. I stop the dryer every 10 minutes to pick out more filters and lint and bits of paper and tobacco. It's late as fuck at this point, and I eat a turkey sandwich on a hamburger bun with Chick-fil-A Polynesian sauce on it, which I don't even like. I pull my jeans out to let them finish drying on my shower curtain rod, and I'm pleased to see that except for one little orange smear, the paint all seems to be gone from my jeans. I crank the dryer to let the rest of the clothes finish, and I think to myself, thank God I didn't wear the Jordans. This episode of Coronatos was brought to you by nobody except the host himself, Jay Waves. Be sure to tune in next time for a long-form interview with DJ Pez. Thinking about making a podcast of your own? We can help you with that. Sparse Mansion Media is available to handle all your podcast needs. Reach out to Jay Waves on Instagram at officialjwaves or via email at sparsemansionmediallc at gmail.com. That's sparsemansionmediallc, all one word, at gmail.com.